When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. All right, yeah, our roster looks great on paper. Whoop the hell. All right. But at the end of the day, we better be a good team. And you start building that during this time of the year. Get your sorry ass up. Get your sorry ass up. Doing a lot of talking with somebody that ain't do shit today. Doing a lot of talking. Do you think you're better than Jarrell Revis is right now? I'm better than you. My 24 years of life, I'm better at life than you. I ain't never seen, I ain't never seen you before, huh? Man, go tell the coach you need some help. We gonna expose you, boy. All right, we coming at your ass. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Roundtable. Let's go! Let's go! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast, proud members of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. You can find them at FTF Podnet on Twitter. You can find me, your host, Matthew Burning, at Sports Fanatic MB on Twitter. We are just one of a ton of great podcasts associated with this network, though, some of which are Jim Day of FF Champs, Corey Parsons and Dr. Roto from Sirius XM Radio, Mr. Bob Lung, the award winning fantasy football consistency guide and the creator of the Midwest Fantasy Expo. Dwayne McFarland, Blake Sullivan, and a ton of great others, and you can find all of us on FullTimeFantasy.com, your one-stop shop for all of your fantasy news, advice, and strategies. We at the Roundtable are also excited to be partnering with ExpandTheBoxScore.com. You can find them at XTBoxScore on Twitter. They have some of the most advanced stats in football, baseball, basketball, and college football. College football stats are extremely hard to find. For just $15 a year, you can look at all of these. I'm telling you guys, it is well worth it. If you like to dive into the analytical side of sports and or for I use it for prospects, college football prospects specifically, it is amazing. It goes down to the minutest of details in this stuff. And again, it's just $15 a year. If you use our code ROUNDTABLE, you will get 10% off of that, which is a steal of a deal, if I do say so myself, and probably the best deal in the industry. So definitely check them out, especially if you want to get a jump on the upcoming draft class. It'll be well worth your time and money. It is here, Wild Card Weekend. Uh, we have got a full playoff episode for you here today. Uh, obviously, was hoping to get this out on Thursday with Matt and Tony. Uh, unfortunately, my phone got caught in between a, a uh, pull-out couch, and uh, it broke the screen completely. Uh, so I had to go take care of that, unfortunately, all day yesterday, which leads uh, us to recording today. It is Friday. Matt will be joining me here in just a minute. We're going to go over a bunch of different stuff with the playoffs. We've got Matt's Playoff Challenge which we'll go over. We're going to do a little bit of ranking teams and how that uh, kind of lines up with our possible thoughts on how we think the playoffs might shake out. And then last but not least, we will give quick previews on all four of the games for Wild Card Weekend. And as I mentioned, we've got Mr. Matthew Fox back with us today. Matt, how was your new year, and how are you doing on this beautiful Friday in January? Doing pretty good. Trying to uh, keep up my commitment to stay active by taking a walk, which uh, was tough to power walk when you don't even get up to 40 degrees in air temperature. It was a little crisp. Yikes. How, How? What is it like? Is it a... I don't want to say it's cold. It was about 30-ish this morning. It's like 60 right now in Texas, so that's that's pretty beautiful in my opinion. So what's what's the weather like right now there in Colorado? Um, it's not too bad. It's sunny. It's supposed to get to low 40s, uh, but I'm pretty sure when I was out there it was about 39, uh, and that was a little after 12 noon. So uh, it's you know tomorrow's supposed to be the 50s with some wind, and then a system clips by and it's supposed to drop back to the 30s. We kind of this time of year, you know, you, you bounce back and forth, but we haven't had any big snow for a while, so that's been nice. There's still snow and ice on the ground everywhere, so that's less exciting. Yeah, for sure. Um, before, I, I forgot to mention this, actually, so I'm going to do this. As I mentioned in the intro, we are going to kind of do a whole playoff episode here. We are supposed to do it yesterday. Uh, just recapping, in case you guys weren't paying that close attention in the intro, had some phone issues yesterday. Uh, so it's just going to be me and Matt. We were obviously hoping to have Tony. Matt's got a, a great little playoff challenge thing that the four of us are going to be doing. We've got some ranking stuff that we'll uh, talk about as well. 
Uh, but we are doing a listener league. If you follow all of us on uh, Twitter or any of the four of us on Twitter, we all have retweeted it out. Uh, we've got about 10 spots filled. Might be 14 to 16 league team. I don't know. I've actually got like four invites already out. The people have not accepted in yet. So... Uh, if you guys are interested in that, if you follow any of us on Twitter, DM us, and uh, we will get you guys in there. If we have enough interest, I might make a second one. I'm trying to see how much we've got. Uh, looks like we've got almost 16 people all together right now. Uh, so if if we get enough people, might just split it and, and make, a, make another one so we have enough for everybody. Uh, but definitely reach out to us if you guys are interested. Uh, we're, we're still working out the kinks on some of the stuff. Uh, I want to get a... Uh, as I posted on the tweet, is everybody in a group chat so we can kind of decide on certain things so it's not a for sure like set idea of what we're doing with the league, whether when I mean like one flex, two flex, stuff like that. Like that's going to be stuff we're going to decide as a group. So if you are interested, DM one of us on Twitter uh, so that we can get you guys in there. We are excited for that. Should be a lot of fun. It is a dynasty league, not a redraft league uh, like we did uh, last year, me and Dennis. So, we've got a, it's wild card weekend, starts up tomorrow, have uh, four really good games, me and you were talking a little bit about them earlier in the week, I'm excited to jump in and uh, talk about those, it's like I mentioned, uh, I think it's going to be four really good games, so let's kick it off with your playoff challenge. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line ready. And he's hit the end zone! So kind of give us an idea of a uh, rundown. I know you did a little bit, uh, I think it was, it was actually, might have been two weeks ago. So give all the listeners a yep. refresher here on, on what this playoff challenge is. And actually, I meant to do this and is because I am a, a bad host. Uh, I'm hoping to do this next year, obviously hoping that, that you stick around with us and continue to do this. I'm hoping to eventually open this up, if you're okay with that, to some listeners next year as well and doing this against some listeners. Uh, but give yeah. us a... Give us an idea here of, of what it is that we did, the four of us, and what we're kind of doing here, and then we're going to run through our teams. So, uh, you know, this is partly a way to keep uh, fantasy football alive uh, during the playoffs. But basically uh, what it is is everybody drafts a team composed of 12 uh, players uh, prior to the start of the playoffs, and you get cumulative scoring through the four weeks, and whoever scores the highest wins. The trick here is two things. Uh, you get to pick one player from each of the 12 playoff teams, divided into a set of positions. Everybody gets two quarterbacks, three running backs, three receivers, two tight ends, one defense, and one kicker. There are no negative points um, so that that helps a little bit. It's PPR. All touchdowns are six points. Um, you know, point one for rush and receive, point oh four for passing. Pretty standard if you play fractional scoring. Defense can score by scoring touchdowns or getting turnovers, which are two points, or sacks, which are one point. And then pretty standard kicker scoring a point for extra points, three for those field goals between thirty and thirty nine yards. <clears throat> Four for those between 40 and 49 yards and 50-plus yard field goals are five points. The challenge here is everybody has a slightly different team. Everybody will probably have some common players. You'll, when we read our teams, you'll, right. you'll hear we have some common players. Everybody plays the same number of players each week, 
but not necessarily the same position. So we'll each have eight players going this week for wild card, eight next week for the divisional round, four for the championship, and two in the Super Bowl. And what you want to do in part is you're trying to strategize in terms of maximizing your point potential for your one player on that team, but also hedging your bets against the teams you think are going to be in the Super Bowl. Because obviously, if you end up picking a defense for a team that ends up in the Super Bowl, that's really going to kill you by the time you get to the championship game and to the Super Bowl, unless the defense is the one scoring all the points. Or if you're the team where you picked a kicker makes it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be really hard for you to win. So you see some people go out hard and take huge leads after the first week, but end up finishing near the bottom of the stack because all their best player picks got eliminated early on. So it's part strategy based on maximizing points and part strategy based on you trying to project who you think is going to go to the Super Bowl and who you think is going to be the most consistent high scorers all the way along. Because obviously the team that makes it to the Super Bowl will have three or four games worth of scoring with that player. Right. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. I know I did this with you, actually. I think Dennis actually was a part of it last year. We did it. With yeah, we the, did it with the, with the FLA, FLA writing team yeah, last year. That's what I thought. So uh, we we have both done it. This is Tony's first year doing it. So since, like I said, we were unfortunately some some stuff happened. I literally broke my phone, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, so Tony was supposed to be with me and you yesterday, and we were going to go over this. So since he couldn't join us today, you are going to read your team and his team, and then I'm going to give you Dennis's team. We're going to go position by position. So go ahead and kick it off. Give us the quarterbacks that you took and then Tony's quarterbacks. So I took for my quarterbacks Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. My thinking is that those are the two teams that are going to be in the AFC title game. So one of them will carry into the Super Bowl. Uh, Jackson, uh, he was, if you read the recap of award winners we put up on Fantasy Life App blog this morning, he was my pick for fantasy MVP because of where you drafted him and the points you're getting. It's just ridiculous what he's been doing. Uh, and Kansas City has a lot of great passing weapons that were tempting to be, but you know that the guy throwing them the ball is always going to get points. Uh, so that was kind of where I went there. Uh, Tony, it looks like, had at least a similar thought with the Ravens. He took Lamar Jackson, and then he went all in on Carson Wentz, which will be kind of interesting to see how far the Eagles go. Yeah, that that was, uh, I thought, surprising, too. Um, you know, it, they, I mean, they made the run before. A little bit different team now, obviously, with all the injuries they have. Uh, but I thought that was a pretty interesting pick there at quarterback. Uh, so me and you uh, lined up quarterbacks, actually. So I uh, thought that was uh, fairly interesting. Uh, it looks like it. I'll just go ahead and say it. Lamar Jackson is owned by all four of us, which in, in the most part kind of makes sense. He has been a phenomenal player all season long. Ravens, one of the, the picks to be uh, the, or the, really one of the favorites to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then I took Patrick Mahomes as well because I felt like those are the two teams – uh, in my opinion, that have one of them is going to make the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I think they're the best teams in the AFC. I think they're going to match up. So I kind of wanted to try and get a shot at having one of those two uh, make it in the Super Bowl. And we both know uh, that they can also put up a ton of points every single week, regardless of the defense they play. So that was kind of my thought process on that. Didn't want to pick... Uh, an NFC guy, because I, I just think, in all honesty, in my opinion, I, I could see any, we've already talked about it, any of the teams in the NFC making the Super Bowl. So it's kind of like, I really didn't want to take my shot there, so I kind of leaned heavily into the AFC. Uh, and Dennis took Lamar Jackson, but he also took Carson Wentz, which I thought was an interesting play. And I'm wondering, I wish, um, I know we'll ha I'll have, uh, actually, I think Dennis might be joining both of us next week. So we'll, I'll yeah. definitely make sure to ask him uh, when we talk about it next week, and, and Tony as well on that Thursday. If it was more of just they couldn't find anybody else on the Eagles they wanted to play, especially with as beat up as this team is, so they just went with Carson Wentz thinking, hey, I might get a ton of points out of him in this first round against a beat up Seattle team as well, and just kind of get as many points out of probably the best Eagles player that I can, and then move forward. So who uh, who did you and Tony take at the running back position? So running back, I had a couple of um, kind of debates. Uh, there are a couple of teams that have good receivers and running backs, so you have to choose one. Um, so for me, I ended up thinking to myself that I didn't trust, uh, you know, after some of the inconsistency of the season, an Aaron Jones or an Alvin Kamara 
to be consistent all the way through as much as I thought the receiver on their team would be a higher scorer. So that kind of narrowed the field for me. I ended up going with Derrick Henry, which I think is probably, I think we all ended up with him, probably the most obvious offensive choice for the Titans. Yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook, uh, who's to me probably the most obvious offensive choice for Minnesota. I like their receivers. I think they have nothing at quarterback, so I didn't want to rely on that. And then I took Devin Singletary. Uh, the Bills, if you're going fantasy, you're either taking Josh Allen or Singletary. And since I didn't want to bank on Allen as one of my quarterbacks, I really thought that was I, – I almost picked them for defense, but when we get to defense, that will kind of give away my think about thinking about where the playoffs are going. Um, and then Tony actually did go with Kamara. Um, so, you know – thinking he he might have a top in and then he also took Henry and Cook. Yeah, so I actually had, uh, as you know, I, I switched mine out. La- not, I wouldn't say last minute, but pretty late yesterday afternoon, or maybe it was early morning. I, I don't remember. I, I don't, can't remember when I sent it to you, but I actually had Kamara yeah. in. Uh, he was my one. Uh, I switched him out for, I'll just, I'll give it away right now, as it's not giving much, Michael Thomas. And so I really wanted yeah. Michael Thomas. And so when I thought about it, I was like, okay, I got to pull Kamara out then to put Michael Thomas in. Uh, so what I ended up with that running back was Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry. I thought those two for me, uh, I mean, Derrick Henry, like you just said, I think uh, I haven't looked. Uh, looks like, yes, we all own Derrick Henry. So that, that was kind of the obvious one. Uh, I think for all of us at the running back position, Aaron Jones, I just took him because he, he's been, all, he's been really good all season long. Uh, I really think the Packers for the most part have a good team and he was a pick that was like, okay, they, they might have a chance to do something here. Uh, even if they end up playing the Saints in the second round, that's a team that can get a little, give up a little bit to running backs, uh, in the receiving game, not necessarily on the ground. And we know Jones can do that. So I was like, I'll take my shot on Aaron Jones. Uh, and then Devin Singletary, um, you know, I guess a little bit of foreshadowing. I expect the Bills to do pretty well this weekend. Uh, so I expect him to get two games in. And, and I think that they, hey, he has a good game this weekend. I don't know so much about next week, but at least this weekend. So he was kind of the one Bills player I really wanted to own. On Dennis's side, he, uh, went fairly close to, to what you went here and taking at least two of the top guys in Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, which again makes a lot of sense. Dalvin Cook, phenomenal. I'll just say the one thing that worried me about Dalvin was, was the issue with the shoulder. I, I'm, I'm worried that he might get hurt again, which is kind of what scared me off of him. Uh, and then he ended up actually going Aaron Jones as well. So kind of like a mixture of the three of us. So he kind of took the two guys that you took and then added Aaron Jones in there, uh, for me so far, uh, so far, it's a lot of the same guys, though, in, in these quarterbacks and mm-hmm. running backs. So who did you and Tony take at the wide receiver position? Yeah, and I think that speaks a little bit to strategy. Either your strategy yeah. could be that you want to maximize your floor every single week, or you want to try to hit a home run. And to me, Aaron Jones kind of falls into that home run category. There is no one really in this competition that you could pick that has a better chance at exploding all of a sudden for four touchdowns than Aaron Jones. We've seen him do it a couple of times, but there are also fewer options. I think at running back that could end up giving you 25 yards and on 12, on 12 carries than Aaron Jones, which we've also seen to me. I was just looking when I wanted to set my wide receivers. I took Michael Thomas, who I think has been the most consistent player, um, you know, all season at that position had just a phenomenal season and has no matter what coverages they face have, has been the guy. And for me, I, I picked the saints to go in and win the super bowl. So I was looking at either Thomas or Kamara over a four week run thinking I can maximize scoring with Thomas. Um, I took Devonte Adams um, because I think that saints Packers matchup in the second round is going to be, uh, kind of an offensive showcase and Devonte Adams when he's been out there and healthy has been clearly by far and away the biggest target share he's been what Thomas has been for the Saints when he's been out there and then I took DeAndre Hopkins which uh, you know Houston's another team I, I feel like you're either taking their quarterback which I didn't want to lean into right. or Hopkins um, you know I, you've Taking their defense would be, to me, kind of just a total whiff of points because I don't think they have a great chance of putting up a lot of sacks or turnovers. Um, not much into their kicker. There's just that really narrow the field, so that kind of locks it in there. Uh, 
for me with those guys. Tony ended up going with Hopkins as well. Um, we see kind of a variance here. He took Tyreek Hill, trying to maximize. He's another player I would I'd put in that really boom category. Um, when he goes off, he tends to go off a lot. So kind of an interesting pick there. And then he also went with Adams. All right. So, yeah, for me, I ended up going with uh, – I took Hopkins as well for pretty much the, the same reasons you just gave. For uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, so did uh, so did Dennis. We both took Hopkins. Yep. Uh, it just – it felt like the right play. Like I said, I – I, I've already kind of said that I'm, I'm probably picking the Bills to win that game, uh, but if they don't win, I, I still think Hopkins has a decent game here. Going up against Tredavious White scares me a little bit, but especially with Will Fuller out, you know he's going to get targeted a ton in that one. Uh, so I took him to have a big game, and if they move on, great. That means I get two games out of one of the best wide receivers in the game. And that's why I wanted to go Michael Thomas as well, and so did Dennis. Uh, for me, I was just like, if the Saints, because a lot of people obviously think the Saints are the best team in the NFC, and I think there's a very fair argument for that. So if you're getting four games from the best wide receiver in the game, you're probably going to end up winning or be right there now. Unfortunately, all of us took Michael Thomas, except for uh, nope, Tony. Tony did Yeah, that. well, I mean, yeah. The, the three of us took Michael Thomas, so, I mean, that doesn't necessarily give any of us a real edge, I guess, because we all three are going to be getting points from him the whole time. That was also my thinking on it was, okay, they've got, plus they've got a great matchup. And the Vikings secondary is god-awful in this one. So I figured he at least gets a huge game uh, in this one against the Vikings. Then I went Diggs uh, partially, which is is kind of on me a little bit uh, because obviously uh, – the um, my goodness, I just lost who I was talking about. The Saints do not have a great secondary secondary either. They give up a ton of points in the passing game. However, Marshawn Lattimore has been on digs most of the times when they have played, uh, which has not been good news for Diggs. He he's kind of been slowed down. But if the Vikings end up pulling off the upset and making it to the second round, uh, he has a good matchup against the Packers as well. And the fact that the Packers he has scored a touchdown the last six times he's played the Packers, so I was kind of playing a game of if whichever one makes it, I like both of them going up against the Packers. So that was kind of, well, I guess they could get the uh, 49ers, which would not be a great matchup, uh, Diggs-wise. Actually, they would they yeah. would certainly get the yeah, 49ers because yeah. they're six. But uh, regardless, I was, I was kind of like thinking, I, I really want Diggs. Uh, Dennis went John Brown, which I thought was an interesting one. Obviously, uh, Texans not known to have a very good secondary. We know he's the big play threat for the Bills, and they're probably going to need something out of him if they they are going to pull the. Uh, I would consider, even though they're the lower seed, an upset over the Texans in this one. Uh, so I thought that was kind of an interesting pick on his part. Let's go talk uh, tight ends. So tight ends, who were the two tight ends that you picked? So I think what we've seen a little bit here is there were four teams where it felt like there was a clear and obvious selection. We all took yeah. Lamar Jackson. We all took Derrick Henry for the Titans. We all took Hopkins. George Kittle for the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers have a lot of weapons. They're a fun team to watch, but with running back, any one of three guys could be the guy with receivers. Any one of three or four receivers could have a good game, but George Kittle seems to be the one constant, so that was a pretty easy pick for me. And then I went with Dallas Goddard. Uh, Ertz has not been officially ruled out, but he still hadn't been cleared for contact as of this morning, and uh, Aguilar has been ruled out, so uh, Miles Sanders also is not practicing with his ankle being gimpy. So if your team just has Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, you need a receiver. And Dallas Goddard has really stepped up. He really stepped up in Week 17, and I thought that was a, a good swing to go with. Uh, Tony went with Kittle, obviously, and then went Seahawks tight end. Uh, same game. He went uh, Jacob Hollister. Yeah, I thought Hollister was, was an interesting one. This was the one that I had the hardest time with. Like, I was going back and forth. Uh, I had, as as you mentioned, Kittle. Uh, he is the the one guy that we all have in. He was the easy one for me as well. I was like, all right, I know I'm going George Kittle because there really was just no one else on the 49ers I wanted. Like I thought about their defense, uh, but my one thing with the defense was if they do end up say playing a bunch of games and getting into the Super Bowl, there's not a guarantee uh, that you're going to be getting points from it every single week, especially if they're allowing a lot of points. And they have been not quite as good as we saw them earlier in the season. Uh, so I was kind of like, I don't really want to go their defense. So then for me, it was just George Kittle. Um, and I ended up going Dallas Goddard because for me, he's the best player available. I know there's a lot of talk that Ertz might be back. 
coming back from broken ribs and a punctured lung. I'm not expecting him to do a whole lot, even if he does play. So I think if the Eagles are to put up any kind of points, if they pull off an upset or anything, a lot of it's going to go to, it's probably going to be Greg Ward and Dallas Goddard. And I didn't want to take my shot on Dallas, uh, um, Ward. So I went ahead and went with Dallas Goddard. Uh, Dennis went uh, two studs, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. And uh, that was a, uh, Obviously, Travis Kelsey was kind of in the in the discussion for me as well. But when I knew I was going to go Mahomes and Lamar, like you did at quarterback, that pretty much eliminated everybody else. So, which was hard because obviously, not even just the Chiefs. If you go and look at Baltimore, yeah. Ingram, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, like they both those teams have a bunch of players you want to pick. But if you were going the quarterbacks like me and you did that, kind of eliminate the whole team for us. Uh, so that's why I went uh, Goddard and Dennis goes Travis Kelsey. Uh, we'll just pair defense and kickers so who did uh yep. who'd you take at the defense and then the kicker position well so this is pretty well going to give away i'm thinking based on what i'm looking at the rosters that we all have the same thought but uh i picked tennessee to win this weekend so i picked new england for the defense special teams that's also probably been their most consistent fantasy performer i just couldn't see putting even an edelman or a james white over any of the other position players I picked. Um, that was probably the closest I considered a little while James White or Bills and putting the Bills for defense special teams. Uh, but I ended up going with Singletary because I have a little more faith uh, that that he'll have production. And then um, for kicker, I last team left was Seattle. I went Jason Meyer. Uh, if you're not taking Russell Wilson, I think it's really hard to take any other uh, Seattle player and feel good about it. Uh, Tony went with the Patriots for defense special teams, and he obviously didn't find any bills he liked, so he took Stephen Hauschka at the kicker position. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, obviously, uh, or for me, a kicker, I took... Um I took Myers as well. That what you mentioned was the exact same thing. And honestly, same thing with New England. I I do think Buffalo ends up winning this weekend, but I also think it's a low scoring affair. And I could honestly see the Vi or not the Vikings. I'm sorry, New England's defense uh, getting a defensive score. So it's like, all right, I might get that. Might be the best defense of the weekend, and yet they still lose. So I'll take as many points as I can get, and don't have to worry about any negative points. Uh, so that's why I took New England, and I took Jason Myers as well, as you just mentioned. Same thing for me. Uh, really, outside of Russell Wilson, the only player. I mean, I like Lockett. I think Lockett has a good game this weekend. Like Metcalf, I don't trust any of the running backs. Uh, but I'm not sure I trust either one of those two over the wide receivers I took. So it ended up just being Myers. Uh, and Dennis did the same thing. So I'd imagine his thought process was somewhere along what me and you thought as well. He goes New England and Jason Myers as well. So interested to see how that goes as we recap or preview the, the rest of the playoffs. We will bring this up and talk about where the four of us sit throughout the playoffs and how all this is playing out. It is uh, definitely a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I know we did it last year. It'll be interesting to see how Tony's team does. He seems to be the one who kind of went a lot different than the rest of us, where me, you, and Dennis, for the most part, have a lot of the same players, a couple differences here and there, who, who could end up making the difference. So it, I'm really Which excited might to see mean that he has uh, some different thoughts on who ends up in the Super Bowl and who wins some of the games because like i said part of it is thinking about what your playoff yeah. predictions are uh and i feel like looking at your your and my team is eerily similar we spend too much time together yeah that is true yeah well was i mean at least two if not three days a week for the past 17 weeks so it's <laughs> been it's been quite a lot of time together all right, so I mentioned uh, we're it's a little bit uh, of a little thing. So I actually haven't had a chance to look. You you sent me the link while we were doing that. Um, I, yeah. What I'm what I'm doing here is uh, a little exercise, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. You don't know why I asked you to do this, so this is the first you guys are hearing about it along with Matt. I had him rank uh, number one through six for the AFC and the NFC in five different categories: the quarterback, running back, wide receiver group, including the tight end, defense, and head coach. And with that, just kind of being like the best from the worst, however you want to rank them or your, your, your thought process on that. And what I'm going to do is we're going to go over it. We're going to talk about how we ranked them really quick. And then whoever has the lowest number, in my opinion, means that that's who you have the most faith in. Uh, winning their division or getting through to be the Super Bowl. So pretty much your lowest scoring team in the AFC and NFC, 
I'm thinking will end up being the team uh, that you are going to project to win in the AFC and NFC and meet up in the Super Bowl. So I'm interested to see if that works out for you. I did mine as well, uh, and it didn't quite turn out the way I thought it did. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see where yours are uh, as well. So let's jump in and talk about that. First and 10 at the... Lions 29 and Prescott goes screen right. Elliott down the right side to the 25, to the 20, to the 10. Elliott to the pylon. Zeke Elliott, touchdown. 38 on the screen. Second down at 10, takes the snap, gives it. Chubb runs, he's in a 15, he's in a 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb, he's in the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Chubb, a love a hub. 92 yards. from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay oh my God! Oh my God! All right, so let's uh, let's go. I'll, I'll let you start. Uh, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll start with the quarterback. So the the quarterback that you ranked number one, and I'm interested to see if we have the same one. Uh, so go ahead. Who did you rank number one uh, quarterbacks in the AFC? Um, I did Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. As did I. So we both have have Casey sitting there at the one spot in the quarterback. Uh, number two, uh, I'll go. We'll just go back and forth. Uh, for me, uh, I picked Baltimore. I went with Lamar Jackson. He's the one that I trust the the most. Next, who did you go with that too? Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Is that just due on the fact that he's been there forever? It seems like since he entered the league, he's yeah. Been in the I playoffs. mean, he finds ways to win. Their team wasn't that bad. They were twelve and four. He's got the most Super Bowls of all time. He's the winningest playoff quarterback of all time. Uh, Lamar Jackson has yet to win anything in the playoffs. He had a great regular season, but I'm not ready to vault him over a Hall of Fame player. All right, fair enough. All right, see, I have Tom Brady a little bit further down because for me at number three, I have Deshaun Watson. I, I'm just going based on my, my, I guess I should say it, mine for – even though Tom Brady has, obviously, the playoff experience, I'm going mostly based on what I've seen this year. So I do get the Tom Brady argument, but for me, Lamar Jackson, you are right. He hasn't done anything. Matter of fact, he was actually horrible in that playoff game last year. A little bit different than what we saw, uh, but that's why I had him there. And then same with Sean Watson. I've loved what he's done this year. Love the weapons around him. So I want him at three. Who do you have at three? At three, I had Lamar Jackson, and then at four, I had uh, Watson. Gotcha. So at four is when I come in with Tom Brady uh, because I just feel like you can't trust either one of these last two. Uh, So I'll just give you my last two. For five and six, I went Buffalo and then Tennessee. Who are your five and six? Yep, same for for me, Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's had a a magical season. Um, It's no knock on him. That's a pretty hardcore group of quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. All right, so then at running backs, though, it's a – it's a little bit flipped because the number one running back I took was Derrick Henry, and that was a lot to do with what we were talking about with your playoff challenge as well. He just seems like the best running back in the playoffs at the moment for the most part, especially with how hot he's coming in. I imagine you went Derrick Henry as well. Uh, it is the running back group altogether, so the depth here matters a little bit, but for me, I, I had to go Derrick Henry at one. Who did you go with at one for the AFC? I went with uh, Baltimore. Oh, okay. uh, I like Ingram. They have Edwards and Hill, but I think you cannot separate Lamar Jackson from the running back group. They have so many designed run plays. He was possibly the most dynamic and elusive running uh, player, rushing player this season. So I put Baltimore one. I took Henry and the Titans at two. Gotcha. Okay, so... This will be interesting, and part of this, uh, like what you were talking about with the playoff challenge, uh, how it you thought it might kind of illustrate where you're leaning on some of your matchups. 
I actually went Buffalo, too, because I love De- uh, I think Devin Singletary is going to be a huge player for the Bills, and I think they might actually make a decent playoff run here. Uh, so I have him at two just based on what he's done this season and how often the Bills run the ball. For me, Baltimore came in at three. Uh, and mo- part of that with Mark Ingram, well, I agree with you there, their running back group altogether is phenomenal, not just what, what Lamar, uh, Mark Ingram and Lamar do, but also Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are both very good as well. The biggest thing that scared me with Baltimore was Mark Ingram and uh, that injury. I just don't know. I know he's had a week off. He's technically going to have two weeks before he plays again. Is he fully healed? So that, that worried me just a little bit to drop him down to three. So who are your two and three? Oh, obviously I said I took Titans too. Bills oh, were the right. one that came in three. That was a tough uh, decision for me. I like Singletary. I actually did not pick the Bills this weekend. I think the Texans win. My number four pick was uh, Patriots. Uh, they haven't looked great, but I still think Sony Michelle, James White, and Burkhead are a talented group. And if we're rating group and usage as a group, um, you know, the two teams below them have real running back problems. Yeah, that that is uh I mean that is not not wrong, I guess, on that. Um for me at four, I went uh Patriots. Uh, uh Sony Michelle obviously had a huge playoff run last year, is why a lot of people bought into him moving into this year, uh, to start off the year. I just don't know you can trust him. Love James White. Rex Burkhead's been really good. Uh so I do think they're gonna get something going. I just couldn't trust Sony Michelle. Uh and I'll just I'll give you the rest of mine really quick. I went Chiefs. Uh, with Damien Williams and LaShawn McCoy, obviously both very good. Just don't know what I'm going to get out of them. I think they lean more on their defense and passing game than anything else. And then last, the Texans, because I just don't trust in yeah. Carlos Hyde uh, and Duke Johnson. So who were your last three to fill out the, the running backs? Yeah, that was the same. I had, okay. had the Patriots before, and then I took Chiefs, Texans, uh, five and six. You know, Chiefs, Texans, you could probably flip a coin about whether which backfield's going to be more productive, but I like what we've seen from Damian Williams the last few weeks, so I gave them a bit of a nod. All right. Who, uh, I'll let you kick it off with wide receiver. Who are you, uh, who's your, give me your top two wide receiver groups. Uh, number one, I went with Houston. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is the best wide receiver in the AFC playoffs. Uh, and when they're going good, uh, Hopkins, Fuller, Stills with a quarterback that can sling it is a pretty impressive group. Number two, I went Chiefs. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are very solid. Um, they have some other interesting pieces. We just haven't seen the consistency uh, in a Chiefs uniform from somebody like Watkins or from Hartman or yeah. from Robinson. So interesting. We flip-flopped. I had the Chiefs one uh, because just based on the talent they have there. I mean, Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, Miko Hardman, as you just mentioned, Travis Kelsey is ridiculous. And then the only reason I bumped the Texans down just a smidge uh, is because it looks like Will Fuller will not play in this game. And I've already said it a bunch of times, so I might as well just keep saying it. I actually do think they lose this weekend. Uh, so I think they're only going to get one shot in there now. DeAndre Hopkins is a huge separator, and that's what automat- that's what put him up at two for me. Uh, but I went the Chiefs just batting, adding Kelsey, Hardman, Watkins, even though they don't all have that uh, playoff experience, so to say, Hill and, and Watkins do because they were there last year, but Hardman doesn't. Uh, I just kind of threw those guys up there. The group altogether put them just a smidge above Hopkins for me. Uh, so who are your three and four? Uh, at three, I went Ravens because um, we're including tight ends. So yes. they have three really great tight ends, especially Mark Andrews. And, and I like Hollywood Brown. At four, uh, these, this is where it started getting tougher. I went with the Bills. Um, I, I trust John Brown and Cole Beasley, as uh, shocking as it is for me to say that myself, <laughs> more than some of the groups uh, following them. Yeah, so for me, I went um, Ravens as well. So we we were the same there again. Adding Mark Andrews in there was a big factor for me as well. Uh, just because you, I like Hollywood Brown. Don't know necessarily what you're going to get out of him. Willie Sneed, all those other guys. I mean, really, you just don't know. But Mark Andrews alone is a huge determining factor. Uh, then I went Titans. Just because I like what A.J. Brown has done. Uh, you obviously have John U. Smith who can be used all over the field. They've used him in a running back position at times. Really good tight end. If Corey Davis were to ever do something, we know he has talent. Unfortunately, he doesn't do, hasn't done much. So that, that, I went Titans there. Uh, and actually went Bills right below them. Uh, just be, I, I love John Brown, love Beasley. Uh, but I, I really think that's kind of all they have. And, and if I was being honest, I'd probably take A.J. Brown over both of those 
guys. So that's why I put the Titans as a slight edge over them. Uh, so to, to just kind of give my last, uh, Group there, I went, uh, obviously, Patriots. And for me, the reason that Patriots dropped all the way down there is because, in, in my opinion, it's just Edelman. I know they have Sanu and Nikhil Harry, but you can only trust Edelman, in my opinion, in the receiving game. Is that why you took the Patriots but, last as well? Yeah, that's 100%. And Titans-Bills was my tough decision. I, you know, we were slightly reversed. I, I yeah. put Titans 5. I love A.J. Brown, my piece this morning. I picked him as my rookie of the year um, just because I think what he's brought as a dimension to that offense and helping getting them to the playoffs. That was a tough call, but Patriots, man, how the mighty have fallen middling running back situation, terrible receiver situation. I mean, I think this is why I would, I would wager based on Dennis's picks in that competition and Tony's picks that they don't have a lot of confidence of new England making much of a run this year either. Yeah. All right. So then last but not least, I feel like we're probably going to – oh, no, I'm sorry. We got defense, too. I was going to go right to the head coach. So defenses, uh, which I'm, I'm interested. I think we'll probably be pretty close in these, uh, but the top defense, it's got to be the Patriots, right? Yep. Okay. Patriots. I had Patriots, Bills, one, two. Ooh, interesting. Bills are four for me. So I went Ravens next. I think that they've done a really good job, especially we've talked about it a couple times since the Marcus Peters trade. Uh, that defense has really kind of tightened up. So I actually went Ravens too. So who did, uh, who did you go three? Cause I have Bills at four. I had Ravens three Chiefs at four. Oh, okay. Interesting. Who'd you have it to? I had Bills. Oh, that's right. Bills. Okay. So you had, uh, you had, um, Patriots, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs? Yep. All right, so I went Patriots, Ravens, Titans, Bills. I love the Titans defense. I think they've got a lot of really good cornerbacks. They do a good job of rushing the quarterback as well, good linebacker core. So I actually had the Titans up. The Chiefs were five for me. Texans filled out the last spot. So I imagine the Texans filled out the last spot for you. Was it the Titans? No, Titans five, Texans six. Okay, so – Mixed match in there, but we had the same, at least the same first and last team on defenses. And then head coach. I just think the oh, uh, the Chiefs have made a lot of strides quietly on defense. They Their had, second yeah. half of the season defensively, they were a lot more impressive. And the Titans, you think of them and you think defense, but they have let out a lot of 30-point games. I mean, they even let Joe Flacco put up his season high against them. So I, I think... We think of them in one way, but I started looking at their names. That mm-hmm. was kind of why they dropped a little bit for me. All right, fair enough. And then uh, last but not least, the head coaches. You know, you coming into this, especially with you mentioned earlier, and Tom Brady and the experience he has here in the playoffs, that does matter somewhat. You know, the, the kind of yeah. – Ner- I shouldn't say nerves. I'm sure they are a little bit nervous, but just the preparations is completely different. Is you know it's a new season almost for the NFL in a way. So head coaches who have that experience are obviously up there. Number one is is Bill Belichick. It's the Patriots. Yeah, there's no doubt Bill. about it. Uh, if you if you didn't pick Belichick, it would have to be because you are a Patriots hater. Yeah, yes, exactly. I mean objectively, he's pretty well revered. Yeah, oh, I'm agree with you. I feel like the Saints, or no, Saints, I just gave it away, but I feel like the NFC's one is the same. And for me, it's the same yeah. just because of Sean Payton being there all the time. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, next, uh, I'm keeping in the same trend. I went Chiefs and Andy Reid because of how often he's been there. He hasn't always handled it that greatest and hasn't always been the greatest coach, especially I would say his biggest knock is probably time management in the playoffs, but he has been there a lot, has a ton of playoff experience. So I went Chiefs too. Who did you go with to? I went uh, John Harbaugh and the Ravens at two. Guys won a Super Bowl before, uh, has been to the playoffs a lot, has beaten the Patriots in the playoffs before. Uh, and then I went with Andy Reid, okay. uh, Chiefs at three. So I had I had the Ravens at three. I just gave Andy Reid the slight edge, um, which probably was not the fair thing to do. I, I probably should have gone Ravens. Those, that was my biggest debate. The last three kind of fell in, yeah, in that, line for me. that was a tough that's a tough one. You know, Andy Reid's been a great coach and he's had a lot of playoff success, but not the ultimate success. And I think that was why I ended up ultimately going with uh, John Harbaugh because he, he's been to the playoffs a lot too. I think we forget how many times he went and made runs yeah. with Flacco and actually having won um, the Super Bowl. That's why I gave him a slight bump. All right. And then who were, how'd you fill out the last three? Titans, then Bills, then Texans. Interesting. I flipped. I went Texans, Bills, Titans. I just think uh, I know that Mike Vrabel has had a ton of uh, playoff experience as a player, but he's only been there, at least that I can remember, one time as a coach where Bill uh, 
Bill O'Brien has been there a couple times, so I kind of gave him that slight edge there. Although, again, same thing I kind of will say about Andy Reid. He hasn't had a lot of success, actually, playing there where the Titans, although a little bit lucky with the pass, Mario to making the touchdown pass to himself, and, and Vrabel does get have a... No, that actually wasn't Vrabel, was it? Now that I think about it, that was... um. Who was the Titans coach? Because he ended up winning that playoff game, and then they fired him. I think it was Mike him. Malarkey. That's right, yeah, because then they ended up firing him, which is crazy. I thought that was Mike Rabel the whole time. Uh, so, man, that's that's pretty much why I went O'Brien there. I just I feel like he's got the playoff experience. Uh, Bills, Sean McDermott, uh, they've got the one. And then Titans, I guess Mike, he doesn't have any playoff experience, does he? No. Was he? Yeah, uh, okay. No, I don't think so, because I don't think they made it last year. Um, no, they didn't. They, they, or the they, year before, so... Yeah, Mike Malarkey was the one that actually made That's it right. uh, yeah. into the second round and then kind of unceremoniously left. I I guess for me, Mike Vrabel, when I was thinking about it, I picked him as my coach of the year this year because I think having the balls to sit Marcus Mariota and go to Ryan yeah, Tannehill is, yeah. uh, when experience and evidence was not there, just knowing that that was going to make your team better and seeing that gamble pay off and the way that they – played hard and made it to the playoffs and there, you know, I, I already gave away that I picked them to win this weekend. So that, to me, that was kind of what put it over, but those last three, I don't think a lot separates yeah, them. And didn't. I, you could argue any order and I'd, I'd understand. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, for me, it was all just literally playoff experience. I was like, yeah, Bill O'Brien's been there a couple times. Sean McDermott in there just the other year. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and give them a slight edge. So I'll give you a rundown of, of mine first. And I was wrong. It was the AFC that uh, the points-wise did not match up to who I thought was going to make it. The NFC yeah, did. Yeah, that happened with me too. All right, so on the the AFC side, my lowest scoring team was the Ravens with 13 points. Yep, mine <laughs> Mine, that was my lowest at 12 points as well. All right. Next for me was the Chiefs at 14. Next for me was Patriots at 14. Okay. That that was who was third for me was Patriots at 16. Yeah, and I had Chiefs 15 points, and Chiefs are the team that I picked to go into the Super Bowl. That is who I picked uh, my, as well, actually. My guess is, I mean, they, they're more middle-of-the-pack defense and rushing-wise, yes, which was, I think drops them back. Yeah. The Ravens, there's a reason they were 14-2. and two. They're probably the most consistent all along the board, you know, in all the position groups on offense and then with coach and defense. And I think it's going to be a heck of a battle. I just oh yeah, I just went with Mahomes. Um, Patriots, I think, bob up there probably for me because of defense, defense and, coach. and coach. They're topping yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's the same. So I'll give you my last three. Uh, Titans came in at four with 20, and then Texans and B- Texans and Bills actually tied at 21 points each. So would, you'd have to go alphabetical order, Bills, Texans. So, And it was interestingly enough, they play this weekend. So how did your last three fill out in the AFC? Um, I believe it was Titans, Bills, Texans. Gotcha. Okay, so the same as mine. So interesting. We both had the Chiefs winning too, which was interesting. I wasn't sure which way you were going. I, I feel like everybody, it's going to be Chiefs or Ravens for the most part. Uh, unless well, you're... my Super Bowl pick last year was Chiefs Saints. I'd like to think I was just ahead of the curve. Uh, dude, are you? I hang on. Are you going Saints in the NFC? Yes. So am I. Okay, so we actually have the same Super Bowl matchup as well. We so, spend too much time together. It is true, <laughs> man. We got to we got to take a break or, here or something. <laughs> or all math, all maps have the same great thinking. Uh, I like that line better. That sounds better. So let's go with that. You know, mind meld, Matt, we're smarter than everybody else. That's why this podcast is so successful, uh, and that's exactly why. So we'll do a – let's just do a quick run-through on the NFC because I do want to try and preview the four uh, the four games really yep. quick. Uh, so QBs, I'll just give you mine real quick, and then you can give me uh, yours. I went uh, Saints with Drew Brees at quarterback. Uh Rodgers and Packers. I actually went Carson Wentz in the Eagles third. Uh, I know he's not played in a playoff game, but though he's putting up like MVP type numbers, which I don't think a lot of people are realizing, especially with that hurt team. Uh, so I went him next. Russell Wilson in the Seahawks for, uh, Jimmy G in the 49ers fifth, and then just to to make you happy, I went Kirk Cousins since he fails in prime time all the time last <laughs> with the Vikings. Who did you go? So my quarterbacks, Breeze, Saints one, Aaron Rodgers, Packers two, Russell Wilson, Seahawks three. Those three all have won Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G in the 49ers four, Carson Wentz five. I get the argument with Wentz, and I actually think he's done a Herculean job, but um, – you know, it's it's a tough group. Same thing with Tannehill and the AFC. You know, there's no shame. And then uh, 
Kirk Cousins sixth, only because there was only six slots. <laughs> All right, who'd you? Uh, what, what is? Your, what was your running back order? Running back, uh, because we're doing group. Uh, 49ers were one for me because they have so many great running backs. Uh, Saints, two. Uh, I love Kamara, and I think Latavius Murray is good. Packers, three. Um, I love Aaron Jones. Four, Dalvin Cook uh, and the Vikings. Five, the Eagles. And then Seahawks, six, only because there's only six slots because no team. Yeah. I mean, they got Travis Homer and 95-year-old Marshawn Lynch. Uh, it's really going to kill them. Yeah, so ours were a little bit different here. Uh, for me, one, I went Packers with Aaron Jones. He's just been phenomenal. I think Jamal Williams uh, really does a good job of complimenting him. The way that they use those two, I actually really love them. I, I think they're the best group right there. Uh, two was Saints for me with Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. Then I went Dalvin Cook with the Vikings, even with the injury concerns. 49ers I went for just because... Although they have a great group together, I think Mostert has proven that he can he is the best, and I just don't like the way they mix-match him for the most part, even though they all can be good. Uh, I'm just not sure that they're going to do a lot, so that's why I ended up putting them four. And then it was Eagles-Seahawks for me as well. Uh, you know, If I knew Miles Sanders was going to be healthy coming into the playoffs, I might have moved them a little bit higher, but with him in the ankle issue, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of had to put them down there. And then Seahawks, I mean, they, Travis Homer, Marshawn Lynch, there, there's just no way any of those guys can – I'd make the argument, like you said, with Cousins. I had to put him at six because we only have six spots. Yeah, but, like, I mean, the Eagles, if you were ranking their running backs in the AFC, they could be as high as two. Yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah. NFC just has some really great running back cores. Oh, the, the NFC has really great teams altogether. I think outside yeah. of, like, uh, head coach and quarterback for the most part, uh, I feel like I was arguing with myself all day on these, yeah. trying to figure these out. Uh, so I'll go first on wide receivers. Uh, number one for me was Vikings, just because you've got Diggs, Thielen, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, phenomenal wide receiver group all together right there. Two, I think we're probably going to be a little bit split on. Uh, I went Seahawks because of Lockett and Metcalf and Hollister. I think those three together are a really good group. I could see them doing some damage if they if they move on. Three, I actually went 49ers. You got George Kittle, who by far is the best tight end there. Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, great guys right there on the outside who can do some damage. Uh, and then the last three for me, Eagles were obviously last. I imagine they're probably last for you as well. I went Saints four over the Packers because for me, it's really just Michael Thomas. And he is phenomenal. And if you were going just one wide receiver, they would be number one. But outside of Michael Thomas, I don't trust anybody in that group. Uh, and that, So that's why I put him above the Packers because for the Packers, it's just Devontae Adams. And I would take Thomas over Adams. So uh, that's how the rest of my and the Eagles were last so how did your wide receiver core turn out not even close to the same interesting one for me was saints michael thomas the best wide receiver like jared cook and what he's done uh you can't discount um Taysom hill who's basically their wide receiver too their tight end too so dynamic and for me you can't separate alvin kamara from the passing group the guy caught 81 passes um you know it is great Packers, a little bit the same thing. They, I had them too. Devontae Adams is incredible. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers makes everyone else better. They have a lot of young talent, and their running back, Aaron Jones, when he's going uh, hard at, at in the passing game is great. I went 49ers three, great depth at receiver. I've always loved Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he, he was near and dear to my heart with the Broncos. Uh, wish him success. I love Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Uh, I went Vikings four. Um, Thielen and Diggs have not seemed right all year and their tight ends while I think they have talent have not always been consistently involved it just there's a lot of talent if we were going pure talent in a vacuum I might have put them higher I just have not it has not been a great year two years ago I think they would have easily topped this list for me but it's been weird and then I actually had the Eagles five um, because you're counting tight end. I love their tight ends. Um, yeah, okay. I think, and I love Miles Sanders and what he does. And I put the Seahawks down at the bottom because their passing game has been so inconsistent. I love Lockett, but sometimes he flat disappears. Metcalf has had his moments. Um, Hollister's had a few moments. I just don't know. When you think about their passing game, you you don't get scared. There's no one that puts fear into you, I guess, uh, the way that these other teams have at least one or two players that you have to game plan for. All right. What were your defensive ranks? Uh, I went 49ers 1, 
Saints two, Packers three, Vikings four, Eagles five, Seahawks six. Ooh, interesting. So we've almost kind of match up. Uh, I went 49ers one as well, but I went Seahawks two. I think that defense is really good. I I, I think they're going to be the reason uh, if they were to keep make a decent run here. That is why I went Packers three. My my struggle with the last four is that they're all almost the same defense. They're all really good against the run and really bad against the pass. So I was kind of like, well, who would I trust more in these situations? So I went Packers, Saints, Vikings, Eagles, uh, just because while the Eagles are really good against the run, they just get absolutely torched in the secondary, and there was just no way I could put them uh, higher than six in my opinion. So that's why they went last. Uh, I'll go first on the coaches and give it. We already said both of us had Saints, uh, Drew, uh, not Drew Brees, Sean Payton, been there, won a Super Bowl. He's great. Uh, next went uh, Pete Carroll for me, has a Super Bowl, been here a ton. Uh, three, I went with Mike Zimmer and the Vikings. Uh, has, you know, in all honesty, should have beat the Seahawks. Uh that what it was a couple years ago when they they missed that field goal. I think it was like negative twenty degrees outside or whatever. When the Seahawks, I think, ended up going on to the Super Bowl. He's been in good games. Uh, I think he's a really good coach. Went Eagles four uh, with Doug Peterson having a Super Bowl. Has a lot of playoff experience. Uh, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy G, my goodness. Kyle Shanahan in the 49ers at five and Matt LaFleur in the Packers at six. How did your coach ranks uh, shape up? Yep, I had Saints uh, number one, Seahawks two. Then I went 49ers and Shanahan at three, Eagles four, Vikings five, Packers six. All right, so then let's give a, a quick rundown. Uh, I had this was the one, so I imagine you had the Saints as well. They were my lowest scoring team. That is my pick, yep. and I know it's yours as well uh, to make it out of the NFC. I had them with 12 points. What did you have them with? Seven. Seven. Ooh, very nice. So you're really into the Saints. Uh, for me at two, I had the Seahawks actually, which was surprising, which makes sense though. I've been definitely higher on them in a lot of the different categories than you have. They finished at two for me with 16. Who was your two spot? Uh, 49ers. Okay. And they were at 12. 12. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I had a tie at three and four. It was the Packers and the Vikings both at 17 points. So who were your three and who was your four? Um, Packers were three for me and, uh, Seahawks were four. Gotcha. Okay. And then I had it, uh, 49ers Eagles, which is not necessarily, that was the only thing for me that played out differently. If I had to pick, uh, for me, it would be Saints 49ers would be the next team. I think have a shot of making it out of the NFC. Uh, but how did your last two shape up? Mine was Vikings Eagles. Okay. Uh, If you, if you had to pick someone besides the Saints out of the NFC, who would it be? 49ers. Okay. All right, so yeah, we're kind of in lockstep there. All right, I so think that, those two end up in the NFC championship. That was my AFC title game was Kansas City at Baltimore, and then uh, Saints at 49ers, which let's hope it's as good as the regular season matchup, which was oh, possibly yeah. the game of the year. Yeah, it would, if those end up being the championship games, it's going to be a, a beautiful little championship weekend for sure. And literally the next day, I take myself to Disneyland. So oh, that will be so my reward for getting to watch those games. Exactly. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. All right. Let's jump in real quick and, and break down uh, the four wild card games we have this weekend. We eating all day, bro. I'm hitting you every time. Every time you come as well, I'm going to hit you. Y'all not going to be able to do that. You don't want no problems, bro. You are my boy. I'm a man. It's about to get ugly. start with Saturday, which is uh, the AFC day. You've got the Bills and the Texans and the Titans and the Patriots. Houston is getting three points. They are the home team here, uh, being given a 69% chance to win this game. Uh, we'll just make it nice and easy here. Uh, how... What is the biggest thing for you in this game? Like, what's what's the... what? Uh, if you think... Or I guess I should ask it this way. Who do you think is going to win the game? Bills or Texans? I took the Texans 20-17. to 17. Um, I think it's going to be a really... Tough, hard-fought game, um, but I think at the end, Watson and Hopkins get it done. 
All right, so I went opposite on this one. I went I went the Bills. I think that this defense is what's going to be the, the factor here. I agree if you, Watson and Hopkins, are probably going to do enough to keep them in the game, uh, but I do think that that Bills defense is going to step up. What's going to be the key for me in this one is Josh Allen. I think he's going to have to make a big play to get the Bills the win. Uh, he's kind of failed to do that in some of their bigger games this year. He's going to have to come up big for them. But I do think Devin Singletary is in for a huge game here as this Texas defense is bad against the run. If they lean on him, I think he could be in for a big one. So split on Bills and Texans. Um, interested to see where you go on this one. Titans and Patriots in Foxborough. Obviously, the first time since 2009 the Patriots have had to play on Wild Card Weekend. They are getting 5.5 points. How do you have this one going out? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think that you would pick Ryan Tannehill over Bill yeah. Belichick and Tom Brady in a playoff game and yet that is what I'm doing I think the Titans ended the season really hot looking good in a groove the Patriots struggled you know they 12 and 4 but they lost to each of the three division winners in the AFC which is a red flag and that that week 17 loss at home to Miami is hard to get past especially with Miami and Ryan Fitzpatrick basically gunning at Stephon Gilmore on that last drive. I think Titans pull it off 24-21, just not the Patriots year. I'm with you. Uh, you know, and, and that scares me, honestly, because I've been listening, obviously, to all kinds of radio today, and everybody's jumping on the Titans, which means that the Patriots are going to win, and they're going to win like 35-3. <laughs> to 3. But uh, I, I'm with you. I just... Ryan Tannehill has been really good this year. I mean, he is the, he has the best passer rating in the NFL, which I don't think people realize. Like, he's been very good, yeah. very efficient. I think they're going to lean heavily on Derrick Henry. I, you know, we talked about it earlier. I have a lot of faith in this defense. I think that they're going to help keep it close. It does help that they're playing a Patriots team where the offense has just not looked right all season long. Uh, so I, I think the defenses are going to help keep each other close. Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, I think, are going to be the changing factors in this game. Tannehill, I actually think A.J. Brown might make a big play in this. He's, he's had uh, the past four weeks a touchdown or big play of over 40 yards. I think it happens again in this one that helps them seal a victory for the Titans, pulling off a huge upset and possibly leading to Tom Brady's last game in Foxborough, which could be very interesting. Highly doubtful, but he isn't technically under contract. We'll see what happens in them. So we are uh, uh, both going Titans, but going separate on Bills and Texans. On Vikings and Saints, that's the first game on Sunday. New Orleans is getting 7.5 points, obviously playing at home in the Superdome. How do you have this one shaping up? Yeah, to me, this was the easiest game to pick. Um, I like the Saints a lot. I think they were the best team in the NFC, and um, it was just unfortunate luck of the draw that knocked them here. The Vikings, you know, they were solid but unimpressive this season, which basically describes Kirk Cousins' entire NFL (laughs) career. Uh, So I picked Saints 35-20. All right, so I have it a little bit closer. I have it uh, 35-31. I don't... It was actually, I'm not going to lie, it was hard for me not to go Vikings. I actually think the Vikings have a chance to pull the upset here. Um, I know you're not a believer in Kirk Cousins, and then he does fail in primetime games. Uh, but I, I think that these teams match up very well. I think Dalvin Cook, if he is healthy and comes in this one, could be big. If they can run the ball a lot and limit Drew Brees and that offense being on the field, it could be game-changing for the Vikings. But I do have the, the Saints winning just because I, I just think they're going to be able to get it done. They're at home. Uh, you know, They should, in all honesty, probably have been, at least if not in the Super Bowl, in NFC Championship games, they've got kind of ousted the last two years on just bad, you know, the Minneapolis miracle with Stefan Diggs, which was just, you know, bad tackling on, uh, I believe it was Williams' part uh, in the secondary. And then obviously the horrendous uh, uh, defensive pass interference call that didn't get called last year, which would have put them into the Super Bowl. Uh, so for me, uh, I think the Saints end up getting it done, get a little bit of justice, at least to move on to the next round. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a close game. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, next, Seattle and Philly. Seattle is getting 1.5 points, having to travel all the way over to the East Coast here and play the Eagles. How do you see this one going? This was actually the toughest game for me to pick because I think you can make arguments for either team. And while we talk about Philly being incredibly beat up, the Seahawks have had a ton of injuries too. I mean, they lost their best tight end. They lost both their best running backs. 
but they've been seven and one on the road this season, including some big East Coast victories. Having a late start window on the East Coast will will benefit them. And you know, I think the Eagles are just a little too beat up. So I I went Seahawks twenty four twenty one. Really, no outcome here would surprise me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm for the most part agree with you on that. It was hard to pick uh, just based on, you know, a lot of people are talking about Philly coming into this beat up, but so is Seattle. Seattle's had a lot of injuries as well on the offensive line and defense. So they're both yeah. kind of coming in beat up in this one, Seattle. I'm going Seattle just based on the fact that if you really think about, it, I mean, they were half a yard away from being the one seed a week ago. So uh, they clearly have a good team. We both think the 49ers are like the next best team under the uh under the Saints and that's just not it's not just they just play the 49ers. Well, they are a good team. They they do obviously have some issues. The running backs being as beat up as they are as well really hurts them. Uh but the one thing I th- I think you can say about that is that's okay because Philly is dominant against the run, but they're horrible against the pass. And so if Russell Wilson can get it going to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, they should win this game, and I do expect them to win this game. Uh, so I am picking them as well. Uh, so, Matt, thanks for, for jumping on kind of late notice here with me and, and making sure we can knock this out and get it out for, for everybody to listen to uh, Friday afternoon, Friday night before the playoffs get here. I uh, hope you have yourself a really good weekend and enjoy the football games, and I look Look forward to talking to you next week. Yep, enjoy. Wildcard playoffs are here. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line,